Welcome to Chilling with Teddy G, an authentic black channel empowering the black community and capturing the modern day black reality through investigative journalism. I'm your host, Teddy G. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to CWTG. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this very special episode of CWTG. As you know, I am Teddy G, your host. And on this special edition, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be asking the uh, major question. Who am I in the eyes of the world? So, go grab yourself your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or latte, or whatever it is that you prefer to drink while you listen to me. And sit back for this now very special episode of Chilling with Teddy G. As you know, we keep it clean around here at the studios of Chilling with Teddy G with the Copyright Act of 1976 under Title 17, that's Section 107. Allowances is made for fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. So, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the reason why this question is important is uh, through the years, the uh, classification of the uh, black man and black woman has always uh, changed. You know, they can't seem to figure out what they need to uh, classify us as, what they need to call us as, when it is always right in plain sight who we are and what we are. But yet, ladies and gentlemen, when you look around, the the reclassification seems to be an ongoing uh, subject in the world. Uh, uh, we're Negroes, we're uh, Afro-Americans, we're African-Americans, we're people of color, which I believe is the current term today. But most of us know who we are. Some has uh, failed to identify with their own identity because of these misleading narratives about the classification of the black man and woman. There was even a time period when they called us colored. So, they know who we are. Let's make that perfectly clear. But they refuse to classify us by our given uh, uh, race, which is black. I'm a black man. My parents were black people. My siblings were black children. And we have gotten away from this term because we are always trying to get some justification from a white America on who we are. Now, my older brothers and sisters told me who I am. They would tell me, they would say, Teddy, you are a black king. 
They would tell me my sisters are black queens. So as a black Native Americans, we need to grasp hold to who we are because we have seemed to slipped away from the identification of who we is just so we can fit in to a white America. Just so we can fit in with what a lamestream media wants to uh, call us. But I remember back in the day from um, from Malcolm X, who was spreading the uh, message of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad on who we are and how strong we are as a people. I have a snippet of that. Let's hear exactly what the uh, uh, Malcolm X has to say on this subject. Is the change that's uh, taking place among the so-called Negroes, not only here in New York, but throughout America, throughout the entire world. Throughout the entire world today, dark mankind is waking up and under, in, uh, undergoing a new type of thinking. And this new type of thinking is creating new approaches and new reactions that make it almost impossible to figure out what the black man is going to do next. And by black man, we mean, as we're taught by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, we mean that this includes those who are not white. Uh, he teaches us that black is the basic color in all colors. That black is the foundation or the basis. And all of our people, or all of the people who have not yet become white are still black, or are at least part of the black nation. So here at Muhammad's Mosque, when you hear us use the term black, we mean everybody who is here. Uh, whatever, despite your complexion, if you're here at the mosque, you're black. Because the only ticket you need to get into Muhammad's Mosque is to be black. So if you got in, you know you're black. You may not have known you were black before you came here. In fact, very few of our people really uh, look upon themselves as being black. They think of themselves as practically everything else on the color spectrum except black. And no matter how dark one of our people may be, you never hear him call himself black. But now that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has been teaching among the so-called Negroes, you'll find our people at all complexions running around here bragging about I'm a black man. Well, this shows you that a new teaching is taking place and that there is new thinking among the so-called Negroes. If just yesterday you, you would have to admit that it was very difficult to get our people to refer to themselves as black and then now all of a sudden you find all of us of all complexions not apologizing for being black but uh, bragging about being black well, it's, there's a new thinking that has uh, sprung up here in America among the so-called Negroes. And the now, with that being said, in some uh, fashion, we have gotten away from that. We have gotten away from that type of thinking. And in my beliefs, from what that I have seen, and that is because we are back on that trail of trying to get the acceptance and, and from uh, white America who has taught us over the years that uh, they don't like the word black. They'll call you anything before they'll call you that. That's why this new term that they have out, peeper, P 
people of color is totally unacceptable to me and to any uh, true black first individual. You're black first before you're anything else. And we need to get this embedded back into the uh, our minds and the minds of our children. Because we are proud and strong of black people that has afforded this uh, country the luxuries that it has because we are black. Oh, yes, we know that it has a lot to do with the fact that uh, our uh, blood, sweat, and tears was helped build this country. But being the strong people that we are, America would not exist as a superpower, as a place where every other nation is trying to run to if it wasn't for the uh, black people, the black community, the, and the black power that has made America what it is today. This is one of the main reasons why white society, why the white world do not want to classify us who we are. Because why? That represents intelligence. That represents the basis of America. That represents the basis uh, of the world. As uh, Muhammad, as uh, uh, Malcolm just told you, that the uh, color black is the um, basis and the basic of all colors. So, with that being said, I hope that you have the understanding of knowing that you do not have to separate your color from anything else about you. Now, the uh, uh, um, the teachings of uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad tells us that the uh, white man does not separate himself from anything that is uh, of significance to them. Uh, Michael Mex points this out. Let's hear what he has to say on that subject. And, well, let's finish hearing what he had to say about uh, uh, being black in America. Who is actually the author of this new thinking is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. It is what he is teaching that's making our people for the first time proud to be black. And what's most important of all, for the first time, it makes our people want to know more about black, want to know why black is good, or what there is about black that's good. I might stop right here to point out, one of you, some of you may say, well, I come out here to listen to some religion of Islam, and all I hear you talk about is black. We don't separate our religion from our color, nor do we separate our color from our religion. The white man doesn't. The white man never has separated Christianity from white, nor has he separated white from Christianity. When you have a white man bragging about, I'm a Christian, he's bragging about he's a white man. And the average Negro, when you have him bragging about he's a Christian, he's bragging about he's a white man. Or he wants to be white. And usually those Negroes who uh, uh, brag like that, I think you'll have to agree, they, their songs and the things that they sing in church uh, bear out that they have a greater desire to be white than anything else. My mother was a Christian and father was a Christian. And I used to hear them when I was a little child sing songs, wash me white as snow, 
My father was a black man and my mother was a black woman. But yet the songs that they sang in their church were designed to fill their heart with a desire to be white. So many people, especially our people, they would get resentful to hear us say something like this. But then rather than get resentful, all they have to do is think back over the many of the songs and much of the teaching and the doctrine that they were taught while they were going to church and they'll have to agree that it was all designed to make us look down at black and up at white. So the religion that we have, the religion of Islam, the religion that makes us Muslims, the religion that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is teaching us here in America today is designed to undo in our mind what the white man has done to us. There you have it. And that is what's happening again today, where a lot of us is caught back up on the fact that we need this acceptance from white America on who we are and the status that we hold uh, uh, in America. But I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that you are black first. And you don't need the acceptance to be able to function and, and, and prosper in this world as trying to be a white wannabe. We have enough crumb grabbing, biscuit eating, uh, so-called black individuals who are also helping uh, perpetuate this uh, uh, a stereotype. You are not a person of color. You are a black person rich in heritage and once you accept this then you know exactly where you're going you know who you are and you're going to know what you're capable of which is great things and this is something that I'm trying to instill back into uh, my people so they can get rid of these shackles that's in their brains. Their brains are chained down to the fact that you won't make it in this world unless you are accepted by a white society. I'm here to tell you that's just simply not true. You will never ever be accepted in that fashion. You, they will never consider you their equal. These things has been passed down through the generations of white people forever. And simply because you may be Uncle Tom in the ride here and you may be calling yourself these uh, uh, so-called uh, uh, Christians, which I have nothing against because I was born and raised a Christian myself. And so was my parents and so was uh, all of my siblings. And I'm not even saying that you have to give that up. What I am saying, though, is you have to give up that that uh, white uh, uh, mentality of thinking that uh, Jesus is white and that you must forgive your oppressors for everything that they do to you. And then that you must give them uh, your forgiveness, whether they ask for it or not. All these things were, were taught to you to keep you where they have you. 
that that you that you're not above them that you're not their equal that you are supposed to serve a, a life of servitude and that no matter what they do to you you're supposed to accept it this is a part of the acceptance of what we're talking about and this is a part of the acceptance believe it or not that a lot of you are looking for well, I'm here to break these uh, mental chains that they have on you and telling you that you do not have to live uh, a, a life of servitude. You don't have to have a job. You can have a business. You can be an owner. You can be a boss. You can be proud to be of the uh, Black Native American heritage. And this is something that you have to accept for yourself, no matter what type of words that I give you, no, no matter what type of words your parents give you, no matter what type of words Malcolm X give you, no matter what type of words the uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad or the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan give you, if you do not accept who you are and become proud of that fact, no matter what we say to you would do any good. You must change your own mind. You must become a critical thinking individual and stop allowing someone else to think for you. Stop allowing someone else to classify you. Stop allowing someone else to tell you who you are. Stop allowing someone else to tell you what you're capable of, what your abilities are. These are the chains and the shackles in your mind that must be broken. And you have to be able to do that for yourself. Undo, uh, uh, undo the type of brainwashing that we had to undergo for 400 years at the hands of the white man in order to bring us down to the level that we're on today. So... When you hear us use uh, great, when you hear us often refer to black and almost in a boastful way, and actually we're not boasting, we're speaking of it in a factual sense, all we're doing is telling the truth about our people. Yeah, whenever you uh, exalt black, that's not propaganda. When you exalt white, that's propaganda. Because no one can give biological evidence that uh, there is any basis to elevate white or place white above everything else. But you can give biological evidence to show where uh, black actually is the stronger and the superior of the two if you want to make that kind of comparison. So never think ill of the person whom you hear representing the Honorable Elijah Muhammad if, if uh, an overemphasis seems to be placed upon black, but rather sit and analyze and try and get an understanding. And as my father used to tell me, don't nothing beat an understanding. Get an understanding in all things that you do. This is what will carry you forward. The uh, proper understanding. I don't care if you're trying to understand how to bake a cake or if you're trying to understand quantum physics.
It is that is what's going to take you to the next level. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that of all the things the black man can study, or any man can study for that matter, history is best qualified to reward all research. You have to have a knowledge of history no matter what you're going to do. Anything that you undertake, you have to have a knowledge of history in order to be successful in it. The thing that has made the so-called Negro in America fail more so than any other thing is your and my lack of knowledge concerning history. We know less about history than anything else. There are black people in America who have mastered the mathematical sciences, have become uh, professors and experts in physics, are able to toss Sputniks out there in the atmosphere, out in space. They're masters in that field. We have black men who have mastered the field of medicine. We have black men who have mastered other fields. But very seldom do we have black man, men in America who have mastered the knowledge of history of the black man himself. They are experts. We have among our people those who are experts in every field. But seldom can you find one from among us who is an expert on the history of the black man. And because of his lack of knowledge concerning the history of the black man, no matter how much he excels in these other sciences, he's always confined. He's always relegated to the same uh, low rung of the ladder that the dumbest of our people are relegated to. And all of this stems from his lack of knowledge concerning history. What, makes, um, what made Dr. George Washington Carver a Negro scientist instead of a scientist? What made Paul Robeson a Negro actor instead of an actor? What made... Um, Ralph Bunch, or makes Ralph Bunch a Negro statesman instead of a statesman. It's the only difference between Bunch and Carver and these others whom I just mentioned, they don't know the history of the black man. Bunch is an expert, an international politician, a, a, a politician on the international level. But Bunch doesn't know himself. He has no knowledge of the history of his own people. He can, he can be sent all over the world by America to solve problems for America, or to solve problems for other nations, but he can't solve problems for his own people in this country. Why? What is it that, that uh, puts, what is, what is it that ties our people up in this way? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad says it boils down to just one word, history. When you study the history of Bunch, his history is different from the history of the black man who just comes here from Africa. And if you notice Bunch, Bunch was in, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, during the summer, NAACP convention. He was Jim Crowed. He was segregated. He was not allowed to go in a hotel down there. Yet there are Africans who can come here black as night and go in some of these cracker hotels. Well, what is the difference between Bunch and one of them? The difference is Bunch doesn't know his history, and they, the Africans, do know their history. They may come here out of the jungles, but they know their history. They may come here wearing sheets with their head all wrapped up, but they know their history. You and I can come out of Harvard, but we don't know our history. And the basic difference in why we are treated as we are, one knows his history and one doesn't know his history. The American Negro doesn't know his history. The American so-called Negro is a soldier who doesn't know his history. He's a servant in America who doesn't know his history. He's a graduate from Harvard or Columbia or Yale or Howard or Tuskegee who doesn't know his history. And because he doesn't know his, know his history, he's confined. He's limited. 
He's held under the control and the jurisdiction of the white man who knows more about the history of the Negro than the Negro knows about himself. And they will not share that information with you. They know they, your history. They know who you are. And this is a tool that they use to keep you at the bottom of the rung. This is a tool that they use to keep you at the back of the line. No matter how educated you are. So know who you are. Know who your parents are. Know who your ancestors are. And knowing where you came from and who they are identifies you as knowing who you are, where you're not subjected to the very same thing that uh, Brother Malcolm X just got through telling you. So these are the things, ladies and gentlemen, that you must do. If you don't know your history, and I don't care if you're young, middle-aged, or old, this is something that you must find out. This is something that you must study, and you have to do it for yourself because the privileged individual is not going to give you this information, free or otherwise. They won't even let you pay for it because they want to hide this from you because they know the excellence that you will become when you know your history. This is yet just another tool of many in their arsenal to keep you where they got you. This is the reason why you they can do things that they do to uh, our people and to our community and and get away with it. It's because of that word history. In history they have they have uh, it, it teaches us that uh, they can commit the most heinous act against our people even in our own communities and get away with it. Emmett Till is a part of that history. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, they are part of that history. Tamir Rice is a part of that history. Michael Brown is a part of that history. Breonna Taylor is a part of that history. George Floyd is a part of that history. And these white folks are continuing to make history right now with uh, um, uh, uh, Dante Wright, with uh, 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 Anton Black. And this list keeps going on and on, uh, like uh, uh, um, Anthony J. Thompson. And these are all recent parts of history that I'm giving you. And you can go all the way back to when they enslaved us when we were uh, black Native Americans in this country. And they uh, brought us into slavery. And that's a part of history that I know a lot of y'all don't know about. Y'all seem to think that every single melanated individual who was a slavery, who was in slavery and enslaved, came from Africa. But that is not the case. Educate yourself on that. But I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that was only about 12% of the enslaved uh, people here in America. 
the bulk of uh, uh, black slaves, ladies and gentlemen, came right here from America. And that's, that's some history that you're going to have to do and research so that you can find out about it. Because I know a lot of you don't know that. And this is all a part of history. That's why the uh, uh, Michael Mix tells you that the teachings that he was taught by the uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad tells him that history is the key to uh, knowing who you are, knowing that you are a black person first. And being able to push forward and move forward because you know where you're going. And why do you know where you're going? Because you know where you came from. You know your history. You are aware of your parents. You are aware of your ancestors. That makes you aware of where you need to go and how to get there. Now, with all that being said, I'm going to uh, end this broadcast, but look forward to uh, part two and part three from this. I'm not finished on this subject. I'm not finished making you aware of who you are and what you're capable of. But thank you all so much for tuning in to this uh, special edition of uh, Chilling with Teddy G. As I tell you always at the end of every show, ladies and gentlemen, that please, we are not out of the woods with this COVID-19 and its variances. So you need to continue to practice your social distancing and all of the necessary components that go along with that. Keeping your clothes machine washed off and keeping your hands washed for 20 to 30 seconds or more. Taking care of that immune system, your number one defense against uh, COVID-19 and its variances. Strong and healthy immune system uh, keeps you from catching this virus. Or even in the unlikely event that you test positive, you can get rid of it with little or no medication. These are things that you need to know. You also need to know that Teddy G loves you. And loving you guys is my food. That's how I eat. And I'm hungry each and every single day of my life. And until God grants me the opportunity to address you guys again, I bid each and every one of you peace, love, and soul. Please have a safe and a blessed day.